for me to be here once again and uh, to speak on a very interesting topic. Um, I don't think I remember being asked to speak on this topic. Leadership in the African perspective. So, how does leadership look like in Africa? Mm. And I'm African. <laughs> so, that's very interesting. So, it means that I'm talking about leadership, looking at a social, political, and social cultural context. But all leadership itself is a universal concept. In this case, we talk about how does it look like in Africa? And so, I'm going to address things that are socially and culturally relevant and contextual for the African continent and how they affect how we think as people. So one of the things that you know, you never ignore when you talk about anything in Africa, but anywhere in the world, as a matter of fact, you can't ignore the social cultural context and the cultural context. Those are affect everything. So, when we meet as Africans, we come from a certain background, and that background influences how we think about the American side. For those of you who grew up with your own parents, right, pocket money, your own clothes, those were the foundations of leadership. They set the foundations of independence, assertiveness, which makes it easier for you to lead. And for those of you who have not had those basic things, you can handle and hinder it from being able to lead. So you come into an environment where people expect you to speak and be assertive, and you hold back all the time because you've never been given the space to articulate yourself. So that's the foundation of the child growing up. Basic things that people are not aware of. That being asked your opinion, for instance, how do you feel? Or we only came the walls, we had a totally fit. I've never been asked an opinion on any issue. I've just been told, we are painting this wall. That's it. You are at home at six. That's it. No, but this is at six. Are you deaf? <laughs> All I ever knew, and it came with a certain repercussion uh, if I disobeyed. I was beaten up, and uh, I was seen but not heard. So my opinion never mattered. So as a result, I learned, I discovered that I struggled with communication. So I grew physically, but I was an emotional block. I could not, I could not speak. I could not articulate myself. So I was struggling with my wife as to what social media power. I'm like, I don't speak. He says, it's not enough. I'm like, and I'm trying to speak. This is going on. I'm like, what's going on? Because I'm not curious here. You, you feel it quickly. I'm like, okay. There's a whole thing of vocabulary, blend, vocabulary, and words have context. Right? So, therefore, my children, when they were asking me questions, my daughter asked me, Dad, do you, do you tell your parents you love them as often as we can do? I don't know what that is. What are you talking about, right? <laughs> Language, love you. Your mother, don't look at me and think, are you crazy? What's wrong with you? Just white people are different to you. Don't bring the white people things here. <laughs> so I remember the first time I got a fire was in church. But in a church, I never been asked. I knew that I was loved because I was fed. But nobody bothered to tell me. But guess what? That science shows us that a child who's fed but not loved goes with a black spot in their brain, which is developmental deficiency. They physically have grown, but emotionally they're affected. And cognitively also they're affected. They say if you leave a child, the baby can never touch them, they'll be glad in a few weeks. 
always thinking. It is something out of the form of It's something that's proving and giving evidence. And so Africans were only 35% of fathers. Only 35% of the people raised by the father. And fathering deals with leadership. It deals with leadership. It deals with boldness. It deals with ability to adventure, to start new things, to try out new things. Fathers are an adventurous type. Mothers are good in maintaining and protecting what is them. But fathers have an ability to break out. And we haven't seen them around. This is 5% of us. So we didn't know how to do this thing. Our mothers had to occupy that group, but they had to play a dual role. They had to function a space beyond the capacity in which they were created. So therefore, that affects us as well. So we have a highly feminized society. So we grew up in feminized societies. And so these concepts affect a lot of what Africans are living. And therefore, everybody follows a leadership philosophy. So the different philosophies, I think, Hans Winslow, who says there are over 750 definitions of leadership, different ways of thinking. And how do we perceive leadership? I define leadership like a GPS, right? You know, those days you still use GPS. Because now we're using the phones. You still do play this game. It's only the legal. I don't know why. Maybe they understand that men would never listen to another man. So let's put a lady's voice there. 400 meters, 20 left. Maybe you can. Maybe I'm going to the lady's voice. And so you notice that to the direction that um, the, the coordinates, whatever, the direction that the lady gives are based on the destination that you set. So she'll only give you directions in, in relation to the destination you have set. So in leadership, you listen to voices that affirm the destination that you already set. In other words, if I come to leadership with the idea of making myself great, I would only gravitate towards speakers and conferences and books that would help me reach that destination. But if I believe that my leadership is about helping other people to become great, I would gravitate to voices that help me to reach that destination. So the reason why some people would not read books on certain leadership because they don't want to get that destination. So they think seven leadership is the base leadership. You're being, you're the base, you're being, you're moving away from greatness and being a great man of God. Because leadership is about them and not about the people. Right? So therefore, they need to listen to voices that are them how to get me to become great. Right? And by the way, that leadership style is an antithesis of Christ's leadership model. But it's pervasive enough that for one reason, it's because the African cultural systems or societies have become very hierarchical. Right? So the African, the, the organization of African society is hierarchical. You need to know your place in the hierarchy. So you always have to understand your position in the hierarchy. In the hierarchy, the hierarchy in families, even families have hierarchies. Right? So household, homestead, there was the, the main wife, the first wife, with a, a house. So that was the main house, and then there was the other. So, the house. so everything is hierarchical, and you need to know your place in the hierarchy. Otherwise, you will be in trouble. But gender hierarchy is such an important, such a powerful concept in Japanese society. The age of patriarchy. That by virtue of being mainly a dramatic merit of a female, even though you're not done. So then that qualifies you to that. It qualifies you to a person's humility without merit, a person's knowledge. 
So that then you've got men who believe that they have this, this life. And then they don't necessarily see the results. They don't necessarily see life working out that way. And they become angry with some good. That's always the broken masculinity. Yeah. Because they believe they're supposed to be about women, but in reality they don't become about women. Because most of the, the, uh, the pathways in universities and methods are women crowding men in many instances. So, so I don't believe that I'm supposed to be the one who's about. I'm not. I'm feeling that everything else. Because why are women taking all the positions? Well, this thing is based on merit. It's not based on gender. Right? So I married a wife in the church many years ago, 15 years ago, who earned two times what I earned. Twice. <laughs> <laughs> yes, because I've been to your body, so I'm like, I'm not getting it. My wife earned twice what I earned when we got married 15 years ago. So, if you talk about who brings the people, you talk about the whole thing. So, I've lost, I've stopped discussing about who brings the people. So, now that I'm bringing the people, because she's not working to the home and taking the kids, now that I'm bringing the people, I can remember that this one wants to the whole thing here. So, instead of not being clear, but yet I'm bringing the people, okay, wait, she needs to bring the whole thing in the house. So, I hope a lot of people now to understand that when it comes to those industry, I'm not a leader there. When it comes to construction, I'm not a leader for the main. She's a leader because she's Jewish. She's qualified and trained to be. Therefore, my maleness does not qualify me to lead in construction. So, I'm not qualified. The society will expect me to lead in the construction industry. Although I don't have the skills to lead, but the society will expect me to lead. Which means I'm forcing myself into a thing that I'm teaching. That's right, that's what I would do. So, African people, because of being communal structures, they press us to perform in certain ways, even contrary to our victims at times. So, we find ourselves standing back. I'm there to come out of the of the hospital with my daughter, who's just like inoculating. So, all of you will be in the first time. Sorry, let me qualify this. I took like this. So you are going somewhere with this. When is it written anything for my nose on me? So one day I'm coming back to my daughter's sister, two weeks old, so done inoculations, you come out of hospital. And so now, when you carry a baby, who the law says, the one who carries a baby sits on which part of the car? So my daughter is sleeping on my chest, and I come out, and I go to the back of the car, as the Lord has So my wife goes to the front of the car to drive us home, which is obviously something unusual. But my logic is my daughter is sleeping, and we are going to check. The consciousness is still, and I say the hell with I will not break this moment to fit into successful successful circumstances that are man-made. I will continue to live my life in a way that is pleasing to me and peace to God. So we drive out. It looks strange. But I remember to myself that I married a person who could drive, so it doesn't automatically stop driving now that we got married. 
to it starting before it was new. What stops it now? So if we if we have all these problems, that man of thinking that our leadership has to do with what makes women under us, we're talking about the different forms of leadership. What I'm going to address is this. We need to know how to be healthy. When nobody has to be subordinated for my leadership to have any sense of safety. When actually it's the opposite, then that must be. When I deliberately subordinate myself for the success of others who want to be When I don't have a sense that anybody's success limits mine, as a matter of fact, I need to find their success. I need to find my success with their success. So when they say it's our success, how do you make up these people who are making up me? I'm a great leader. I'm just these powerful people. This is what I'm just a teacher. I've made so many powerful people who follow my leadership to find But you come in societies where the chief concedes and hierarchy, where the chief has to be the chief and everybody else has to support me, you cannot allow that situation because it will mean that it's lost its position because for this man, it's And the kids, you are out. So that's why we have politicians who are like this. Now, the issue is this. Leadership, uh, I think, when it's being communal, it means that society defines the individual. And in the Western culture, the individual has defined society. So that you can't compete with them anymore. One is individualistic, one is communal. So in other words, an African, even when I am being a category for civil leadership, I'm still being defined by communal thinking. Which means that um, I don't necessarily start with self leadership. I start with thinking about the position and my relationship. My, my relationship is in relation to the people I'm leading, whereas I should start with self leadership and self government. Dealing with my own internal issues and my own struggles before I spend on other people. Right? So, therefore, if people are focused on, and if you do it, it was a as well, where we train people on how to meet other people, which is great. But in this village, it starts with selfish, self management, self mind, understanding yourself, you understand your balance, your body, your health, what is nutrition. And everything about you, mastering yourself, your appetite, your details, your, your, your exercise, the stuff that you are not getting. I'm not going to master to overeat or something. I'm like, you can't do that. Because you said a better example in ministry as a pastor, you have to control your diet. It's part of leadership. How you eat is part of leadership. You can't overeat. You're a bad leader. You said a better example. Yes. Because if, if we're talking about if we're talking about discipleship, discipleship is not preaching. Discipleship is sharing life. We're talking about discipleship. How people, how I live life, the people are watching me. And I'm discipling them in their life and living, not only the sermons I'm preaching. You, 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 you preach what you teach, what you teach what you know, but you teach what you know, but you teach what you do who you are. So, so they're seeing me not talking me. They know I think well, but they know I think well. Then they, then they come together. Lord, teach us how to pray. The disciples of John are praying. Teach us what they saw him praying. And they realize there's a level of prayer which we need to learn from him. Teach us how to pray. That's the question. And so 
in our current community, when we don't have a product, modeling, such things as communication with wives, that is non-violent communication, non-threatening, what we don't see that in, in, in everyday life, like normal romantic, normal healthy relational aspects, we don't see that in our culture. For the statistics show that, not less than statistically in Africa, I told you, a girl child is out of five is four times less before pregnant and wearing it. Four times less, repeating the curse of fathers. Right? Because there are many things that are learned in the nuclear family structure. You know, so we need to think of leadership more instead of the family, because everything starts there. Everything starts there. So the nuclear structure being broken in Africa society. I mean, the whole thing of polygamy is understanding. Polygamy is never got real. And if you go to court Solomon and David and Abraham, you need to please apply context. And this is the context. I will take you to Solomon and I will take you to David. And speak to you of a clear definition of what Solomon was done with his mess. When he then says that everything I've done, I look back and it's all funny. I know we hold everything my heart back, I went after it. After I'm done, I realized my life is a mess. So if you talk about Solomon, talk about Solomon, the whole Solomon to the end. Also the end. And realize his last got hold of him. And finish him off. That's the most affecting sense that Solomon loved many foreign women. And then they turned this heart away from God. That's the consequence of the movement. So read about it in context. But so that was that was both things thing was always monogamous, heterosexual, like the longest. But always totally men, the thing that leave his mother and father single and keep his wife all single. And the truth has become one place. All singularities. Right? And the point of it was that that they may make the making what you are praying for the truth. Why? What is actually what is is it is 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 calling to speak on the earth that never existed? People who look and speak like this. The church is not a custodian, it's not a producer of that. The church is going to assist you as a family to do what God has called you to do, to raise the gospel of faith. It's not schools, it's not church, it's not institutional, it's family. It's not organizational, it's family. Institutions are to assist what the family should be doing, not to take over. So this is what's in the family. What's in the family. Now the breaking of the family, therefore, is what the devil has been asked. To deal with this So now we're coming to, because some people ask me this question a lot. Why is in the multiracial system there's a lot of growth, 80% of the people have the end of them in Why are people struggling to leave, although they can't be fixed in their numbers? So I think that's what you really want to understand, guys. You, you've been leading all your life, man. You, you can lead in, you have your, you have your car to sit, you have your own place, you have, you have, I mean, it's the person that you're standing with. You sit in your own seat. It's not simple, that thing. I know. Because I once bought had a house where I had a dining room, in the room. Then I bought a dining room street, because the room that I had a dining room, you buy a dining room street, right? So we had a fucking for the whole year. A year and a half. So they bought it because we're not the telephone, we bought it to tell him the But nobody, you know, I don't know about you, the fucking eyes and which side is the left, and I don't know. I just 
know that you have a dining room, so what do you buy a dining room? So we spent many, many years, over a year, having this table sitting there decorating. One day I'm on visiting a friend in my house, and he's sleeping. So I'm in his house, and he's sleeping. We eat every meal, and then we sit on the table. People pray, people talk to each other. I mean, it's amazing. People talk to each other. I'm looking at this, and it's like it's done strange for me. And then people talk about the day, and I'm like, okay, you talk. You know, you're just eating. You're just tired of that girl. I'll see you later. So I got back home. After this experience, I got back home and I made a decree. If I decree a thing, and it shall be established. I made a decree in my house. I said, from henceforth, from this day on, from henceforth, we shall speak on the table. But he said, no, 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 I'm telling you, for the last two and a half years, we've been sitting on the table. That's the next thing. Now, what has it done? What difference would it make? I find myself in conversational structure with my kids. I find myself that, because we don't have the cell phones, there's no TV that anyone's telling it. So I find myself in structures where in situations where conversations are taking place. My son asks me questions and I ask him questions. So we're engaging. And so I found our family getting into a place that we have never been before. It was a simple task of just moving from the couches and a very practical thing. I'm not only picking up fragments of food and, and then I can buy in between couches and then I have to clean the ends. And then I have to clean the ends. So that's a practical thing. Because I have to pick up fragments of crumbs and stuff. Now I don't have that problem. Stop it out because tables are simply wiped. I was 
comes to your home looking for what I'm doing. I can't have a situation where somebody's looking for my presence, not my presence. There must be a relation and, and a celebration for my arrival, not for what I'm doing. A fully rich man is he who's children run to him when he's home to him. He runs to him for who he is, not for what he is. Right. So, now, as leaders in African context, we have to define leadership differently. We, now, because we live in a broader society and we suffer a lot. Not only under but I know that there is a big, big deal, and we all got into the world. We suffer from things to really pay back, and I know it messed us up. But guys, we are messed up because of the day of Christ. That's not not likely. I think it's not wholly responsible for the mess in it would, we would have been messed up with what we have been here or not. We would have had our problems, we would have had our we would have had we would have had things that would have existed in this particular Because we are fallen people. And as we fall into science, we would be messed up. Anyway, those including Europe, including Asia. Now, to the response to the position of God for us, and healthy and leadership. When it comes to a set like this, I must mention, first of all, one thing that I struggled with and really struggled for many years around this issue is that because we are born in a broken, you sometimes you live, you live with a point to prove. You are an orphan. You are an orphan spirit. Orphans want to prove a point. Sons don't. Orphans work for the world. Sons work for the earth. So an orphan is a person who's looking to get my job when I'm in prison. A son is thinking this to my husband and when I'm advising the business. That belongs to me. So I'm not ready for that. So even in ministry, therefore, I found that in the beginning of ministry was all about how people respond to my ministry. So therefore, you are more performance oriented. I struggled with that for a long time until I got to a place where I had to break out of it. I used to go to church where I was not in that, not in that, it's about Sunday. Because Sunday I'm working and I'm asking for And my Sunday was stressful for me. Friday, Sunday, ooh, Sunday's coming. It was quite a performance. I expecting me to keep it up on that day. One day I was in a conference in East London, uh, a conference, and five people in five conferences. I don't know what you're doing. 
I'm not going to hand you a mic off to get on to Next someone that came next someone, fortunately, they gave me two days later. My boy was just there. I preached in this way. And by that message, the second message, the river and the river by the river of the people, that was given. They played that message, the second message. They were holding you repeatedly. I was at home and I was told, you are alive until you're coming in from my house. They would play that message all over. The other thing I'm saying, I was preaching Americans and people who are well known, better known than me. I repeated my message over and over and over again because I was in my space where I was not pushed to perform. So, as we, as we bring it to play, I would say to you to lead with whether you're in politics, in business, in church, anywhere, you need to be conscious of where you come from. The brokenness. And the conscious of allowing God to heal. Now, I personally, ninety people, sometimes, might be twenty thousand people. Even that would mess you up if you are not with I wish twenty thousand people and I could hold my wife there without a message. Do you know what? Must you must you announce? Can somebody give me a remote? Can you just call this woman who this guy is? Can you just watch there? And I realize why is this good All of that process was assisting me to know that yes. One day they put you up to the floor. It's a little bit One day they put you out in nowhere. But God wants you to go everywhere. And to all things, to all people, for His sake. If you are okay in your identity, if you are okay in your person, do it with God. You know, defined by the position and the reward and the platform and the destiny, defined by Christ. The secret place of the presence of God, the Most High God. And therefore, people in their platforms don't define you. Their titles, their platforms, their accolades. You preach in Europe, for instance. In Europe, it's very strange. In Estonia, where I preach, people don't even have an expression. Nothing. You They're just looking at you. It's a different culture. But they're not having a problem against you. It's just their culture. But if you are feeding on people, you can't, you feed on people. You need amen every sentence. You will be gone. Amen. No one is saying anything. Like, just preach. What's your problem? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. No, what is this problem? We are listening. Talk. <laughs> so in Africa, we are so used to give me some, give me something. Give me something. But you don't have to be sure of your message. Be sure of who you are. Right? Love God. Let him fill you up. One person says, how do you preach 20,000 people in a mighty man? I was like, I stopped looking at them at 20,000 people. I started looking at them as people. And I make sure I not, I said people, I prepare more the messenger than the message. 
I deal, the, I deal with sermons later on. I deal with myself first. I do not focus on sermons. So I focus on me. Yes. Yes. I don't spend time on sermons. I read the Bible all the year anyway, from January to December, every year throughout. Because I used to read it as a preacher, unfortunately, in the past two, for, for sermons on a Friday, Saturday. And I realized I was a hypocrite. So now I read it as, as a habit on the plane anywhere. Then I spend time with God. Then I think about the message. Only later. Why? It's good to preach on overflow. Right. Thank you. Won't you, won't you all stand? I'm going to ask Past Africa to just pray and release something. And he really does carry something that God is using with great authority across Southern Africa. Let's open our hearts to receive an impartation as he prays for us. Father, we come before your presence. As this is our apostolic house, apostolic house, we declare a release of sons and daughters from this house to the nations of the earth. We speak this being an Antioch place, a place of release, a place of sending. That Father, you will from this place, like an arrow, you will shoot from this place, many that shall go to the nations of the earth and bring the kingdom impact that will shake the, the nations of the earth. Father, we ask for divine healing. We come from different backgrounds. We're like people who are in Abdullam cave with David from debted and dead or in distress but that's also that that same cave is a place of healing and restoration it's a place where the mighty man of david will be raised and sent forth to conquer nations around them i declare this place to be the abdullam cave of david a place where you will heal and restore and then send out we declare that we are equal in value different in function that regardless of our finances, our background, education, experiences, no one here is an orphan, no one is insignificant, no one is inconsequential. We break the spirit of an orphan in this house. We speak the spirit, we break the spirit of any undermining spirit, any belittling, any small-mindedness, any inferiority in this house. We break it. We release freedom in the spirit right now in this place. Freedom to prophesy, freedom to sing, freedom to witness, freedom to do business, freedom to do politics, freedom to do whatever you have called your people to do in this house. For this is a place of sending. It's a place that you have raised up in this nation to send forth those who shall change and bring transformation. Therefore, Lord, let your spirit permeate in our lives. Bring us dreams and visions in the night that speaks of the kingdom of God advancing on the earth. Let us outrun even horses. Give us speed. Give us supernatural transportation like Philip went from Samaria and transported to the eunuch. Give us supernatural speed, Lord God, for the days are short in which we, times we live. Raise our students well to understand that careers are nothing without callings and nothing without understanding divine purpose. That education is nothing without wisdom. That everything begins with God and everything ends with God. And in between, you are God in all situations. We give you glory, Father, in Jesus' name. Wow, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. So. Sure.